you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's What's on the Front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Tuesday, June 20. Correspondence between Queen Elizabeth and controversial former Governor-General Peter Hollingworth has mysteriously disappeared from the National Archives. The letters should be accessible to the public by now, but their disappearance has raised questions about what, if anything, Buckingham Palace knew about Hollingworth's mismanagement of child sexual abuse allegations. A quarter of aged care nurses working in rural and regional areas will miss out on the government's promised 15% pay rise because they're already earning more than those working in the cities. The Australian also reveals today the government won't deliver on its promise to fully fund the historic wage increase. It's expected taxpayers will fund just 11.5% of the promised 15%. It's on. Campaigning for and against an Indigenous voice to Parliament begins in earnest today, after the Senate passed the government's legislation to hold the referendum. Now the Prime Minister will work out the date and the details. In today's episode, why the emotional temperature is about to get turned up. This is a critical moment in our country's history. It is the right thing to do. And now, poor little blackfellas are begging for a seat at the table and all we get is become advisers with no power. Well, I'm ashamed. We are being divided. We will be further divided throughout this campaign. And if the yes vote is successful, we will be divided forever. It's been on the backbone of the colonials, the convicts, the people who came here. They were the stolen generation as well. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. But if it's broken, it requires fixing. And this is an opportunity to fix it. The Senate has voted yes to allow Australians to vote yes or no in a voice referendum. 52 senators voted yes on Monday to the government's referendum bill and 19 voted no, including former Green, now independent, Senator Lydia Thorpe, who interjected as Senate President Sue Lyons read the result of the vote. I declare that the Senate has passed the Constitutional Alteration Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Voice 2023 by an absolute majority. Senator Thorpe. The ayes 52 and the noes 19. I call the part. One Nation's two senators voted no, along with some nationals like Bridget McKenzie and some Liberals, including Dean Smith, Claire Chandler and James McGrath. In some instances, that was a tactical vote. They voted no so they could write pamphlets outlining the no case. Some Liberal opponents, like Michaelia Cash, voted yes because they say Australians should decide for themselves. The Senate debate was really supposed to be just a formality. 
but it was hotter than many would have expected. Your interjection is disorderly. I'm asking you to listen in silence. Senator Cox, please continue. Thank you. We are sovereign people, sovereign nations, and the Commonwealth Government must treat us as such. I'm sorry, President. Uh, Senator Thorpe's continues to be disorderly by her interjections, with uh, respect. Thank you. Thank you, Senator that Cox. was Lydia Thorpe interrupting her former Greens Party colleague, Dorinda Cox. The heat of the Senate debate crystallised the tone of the past 12 months. An idea that had widespread support is now getting increasingly gritty. And the division on display in the Senate could be a sign of things to come as the yes and no campaigns begin in earnest. The interjections uh, from Senator Lydia Thorpe and others demonstrated that this is going to be a really uh, potentially brutal but certainly divisive debate in the months ahead. Dennis Shanahan is The Australian's national editor. And I think that people who stood in the public galleries and the Labor senators who stood and applauded in a sort of Marbo-like decision in the Senate are jumping the gun. This is only the legislation to allow the referendum. There is a long way to go before the referendum is held and passed. Speaking at a press conference following the Senate vote, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese struck a conciliatory note. I will call for a respectful debate across the board. Across the board, no matter what way people are voting. But writing in The Australian Today, Dennis says, if anything, both sides are only going to go harder. The Yes campaign has lost the initiative during the lead up to this, and they're hoping now that the millions in advertising and so on, but it is clear both sides are going to go in hard, and uh, Albanese is calling for a respectful debate at the same time, saying the No campaign is full of misinformation and so on. The referendum will take place in the final quarter of this calendar year. So between the start of October and the end of December, the government has to announce the exact date at least 33 days out. It's all very reminiscent of the last time we voted on constitutional change. He was the Prime Minister who broke this nation's heart. We've been here before, of course, Dennis, in 1999 with the Republic referendum. We both covered that, you as the boss, me as the most junior person in the office. This arc of initial enthusiasm followed by a divisive campaign, is it ringing bells for you? Uh, Yes, it is. And in fact, it is interesting. The parallel with the Republic debate was that initially all of the polls were for Republic. It showed that there was going to be a clear win. All of the elites were on side for the Republic, except, of course, the uh, Prime Minister of the day, John Howard, and a core of monarchists. Now, I think we're seeing a parallel in this debate. Every major peak business organisation has declared support. The trade union movement have declared support. Every major sporting code has declared support. Every major faith group in Australia has declared their support. Civil organisations have declared their support. The danger for this is it'll be seen as the top down, telling people how to vote. And there is obviously a collapse in the polls, or at least a very serious decline in the polls for the Yes campaign. And what is happening 
is that people, as they start to address the issue, are deciding they don't know enough. And the no campaign's motto of, if you don't know, vote no, is having a real effect. I'll be voting no, because this will not unite us, this will divide us. Now, I think that this is the danger, as it was in the Republic, that the media, commentators, uh, the elite all agree it's great and it's going to pass. And then on the day, the vote, when it comes down to the people, was a shock to the Republicans, and which Malcolm Turnbull said, of course, broke the nation's heart. Well, I think if the voice goes down, there will be an even bigger break of the national heart and a greater legacy of division. Coming up, Anthony Albanese has set himself an enormous task. Can he bring it home? That's after this short break. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you listen closely, you'll hear Anthony Albanese walking a fine line when he talks about the voice. On the one hand, he says this vote is bigger than politics. This is about who we are as a nation and whether we'll move forward more reconciled. But in the next breath, he says Labor's proved it can do hard things. They also said that you couldn't win a by-election that was held by the opposition if you were the government. We did that just a little while ago. He's projecting ultra-confidence, but does he feel it? Here's Dennis Shanahan again. All along, he has recognised and actually takes pride in the fact he has to make history to win this referendum because he made no attempt, no real attempt, to get bipartisan support. In fact, used politics against Peter Dutton and will use politics against Peter Dutton if it fails. What we're seeing now is a very confident Prime Minister intent on making history. And he is going to have to make history. And of course, some of his critics are saying he is too wound up in this emotionally. He's too committed to this personally. He wants a moment which is a Mabo moment, a Wick moment, a handover of traditional land moment, a Redfern speech we took moment. The traditional lands and smashed the traditional way of life. And the we problem is, the is he actually approaching it strategically and politically correct? I think the citing of the by election was an unnecessary politicisation of the argument and a citing of the differences between the coalition and Labor on this issue, and I don't think it was a good idea. Such a big reform is going to lead to big questions, but it's not clear if the yes side is ready. At the press conference on Monday, revered Indigenous elder Pat Anderson, who's also one of the architects of The Voice, reacted viscerally to a question about polling. Here's what she said. 
There's 65,000 years standing here. This is big for us. And you will give us the power. When you vote yes, we have the mandate of the Australian people. And then we can talk as equals, more equal, with the parliament and the, and the executive of the day. That's why we went for an enshrinement in the constitution, because we've tried everything else. Nothing has been given to us. That's a falsehood that blackfellas get everything, because we don't. And we're coming to you again, as we have done all of the generations before us. And we get questions like that, but we'll answer any question. This is part of the, the in, internal difficulties of this debate. We have people like Marcia Langton and others who are in the Yes campaign, uh, Noel Pearson, demanding that there be a great change and saying we are going to rip up the fabric of the Constitution. This is the sort of language that prompts those sort of questions. And what we're going to get, and we've seen this with Anthony Albanese's own difficulty, he's dropped describing the referendum as being modest and gracious, even again in the press conference. He just referred to it as a gracious request, although Linda Burney has gone back to calling it modest. There is this whole difficulty where the government is trying to appeal to people who would support Lydia Thorpe to try and say, we are trying to do things, we are trying to make a big difference. This is radical. And then trying to reassure people on the other side who are saying, we want detail of the voice because we are concerned it is going to be too radical. There's an inherent contradiction here. And I think that question and answer typified that inherent contradiction in the government's and the Yes campaign's strategy. And it's also, I think, going to be repeated in the months ahead. One group that presents a unique challenge for the Yes campaign is Australians from multicultural backgrounds, including first and second generation migrants. This year, Australians have a chance to fix that with a referendum to give Indigenous Australians a real say in their future. Fair enough. What does the Yes campaign have to do to get them over the line or do they need to move on from those people and try to get everybody else? We haven't seen public polling on such a microscopic level yet. We've seen it state by state and it is clear that it's in trouble in three states and the Yes campaign is in minority in at least three states and increasingly younger people, Green supporters and Labor supporters are moving to the don't know and no camps. So they're starting to dissect the population and it's a sign of further fracturing of the vote and once that happens you have a danger as was the case with the republic where you had a hard core of 25 percent of the people who were against the referendum very similar number to what started out here and it moves and you just can't draw enough of the disparate groups back together to get a unified vote and I think that once they start to try and appeal to people where they obviously have problems, you're starting to see further weaknesses in the Yes campaign. Dennis Shanahan is The Australian's national editor. Campaigners will kick off events across the country next month as the referendum nears. Subscribers to The Australian are first to hear all about the efforts from both camps at theaustralian.com.au. A troubled young woman. 
her evil parents. We never had any issues between us. Has justice been done? I'm in a prison. Join journalist Richard Gilliatt as he delves into one of Australia's most gripping cases. Shadow of Doubt, a new podcast investigation from The Australian. I cannot find one of these allegations that's possible. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.